Welcome to Witch Talks, a series for spiritual seekers, witches, and enlightened souls. I'm Hannah the Suburban Witch, an intuitive tarot reader, astrologer, and eclectic witch, and I hope you're ready to get up close and personal with your favorite witches. In this episode, I'm chatting with Amy Harvey, a seasonal witch, tarot reader, and business owner from my home state of Victoria, Australia. Amy owns a witchy online shop called Wick and Sage, where she crafts the most delectable candles and crafts potions. I'm so looking forward to sharing Amy's work and wisdom with you today, so let's get into it. She is joining us via Zoom all the way from the hills in the Dandenong Ranges. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Yay, thank you for having me. So great to have you here. I'm sure you do a little more than this as well, and I've got two little witches in training underneath you. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about you? Yes. Uh, so let me think, what should I say? I, I guess I have been on my witchy journey for, oh, wow, a few years now. I mean, looking back, I think I've always been, you know, like hindsight is an amazing thing. I think it's always been there, but um, I, yeah, I've been pretty solidly in my witchy world Uh for a while and I've started my business I'm in my second year nearly my third year of Wiccan Sage now which has been amazing um got my two little witchies little babies um and yeah I live in the hills I'm such a like forest witch but also love the ocean so I have this like constant divide of where do I want to be I want to be in the ocean no I'm in the forest so yeah yeah. yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, and most of my readers and listeners are over in the States as well, the hills mm. are like this beautiful mountain range. It is covered oh, yeah. in ferns. It's always kind of moist and wet, like it's a little rainforesty but cold most of the yeah. time. It's magical. It's a place filled with fairies, but it is not so close to mean. the ocean. <laughs> and it's just like the thing I love about it is that you can find secret spots everywhere. Like on the weekends, it's really busy with people, but you can still find places where I swear you just like disappear into a different world. And yeah, there are fairies everywhere and plus everything else. It's like, it's such a magical place. I absolutely love it. We're obsessed. One of, We're one of my favorite places in the world. When we first bought our house, I really wanted to live there, but it was just a little too far in terms of Ben's work. Yeah, so that was. But we looked at a few, and they are just so gorgeous. Even though they're all on really, really steep blocks. Oh my <laughs> god! On I the know. mountain. <laughs> no wonder it's called the hills. Like that is like a legit thing. You I, every day I go for a walk, and our street is really long. And we walk. I walk up this hill that is so steep, and I'm actually quite proud because I'm at the point now where I can walk up it without like hyperventilating and going. I think I'm going to die. Now I can like firmly get to the top so I'm like that's an achievement that is I'm so proud of you (laughs) (laughs) and it is a witchy place as well up there in the hills because one of my other favorite stores Elfheim is there it's in Olinda so uh, I recommend everyone go and check out both of these stores online they are fantastically witchy we're there two days ago actually it's such a cool shop there and everyone there is so nice they are. They really are. Mm. They're just beautiful. So, yes, absolutely top-notch stores over there. The hills are bringing out some amazing stuff. It's where now, the witches are at. The, it is. It really is. I mean, the fairies mm-hmm. bring all sorts of magical folk, right? Yes. Yes. Now, I wanted to touch on your astrology chart. 
just yeah. before we jump into it. So mm-hmm. if you've been listening to the podcast, I do this with not all of my guests, but some of the guests, those that are comfortable with it, uh, the ones that we can fit it in. Because if anyone listened to Rosie's story a few few episodes back, it went for two episodes. We couldn't fit anything extra <laughs> in. So what I wanted to look at today was just your rising sun and moon signs. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a rising Libra, which means mm-hmm. you have an incredible ability to bring beauty, balance and harmony into the world. And I absolutely mm-hmm. see that in the products that you create. They are beautiful. The yeah. first few candles that I got from you, they are filled with glitter and crystals and they just look and smell divine. They are absolutely beautiful and harmonious they're my husband's favorite candles from anywhere that I purchase them he's like oh can we get more from Amy (laughs) yeah I love hearing that I do I put a lot of thought and love into them and um I love that they have this like mixture of like candle magic and herbal magic and crystal magic and when they come together they kind of just do their own thing like it's not really me I swear it's all them just like making beautiful things together but thank you I appreciate that and they smell divine and we are filming this so we are filming and recording this episode way in advance everyone that knows me I am a Virgo I schedule things way ahead plus we've got Christmas and an interstate move coming up so I have to make sure I'm all sorted and so we're filming this just before Christmas and I actually purchased a couple of things from you, the summer solstice candle and also a gingerbread one, which smells amazing. We it's had people so come good, into our hey? house and they said, what are you baking? And I said, I'm not, it's a candle. <laughs> That's what I love about it. When I got it, I was like, this is literally like real gingerbread. Cause you know, you get some candles and you're like, oh, it just smells fake where this mm-hmm. is like. Yes, real food in front of me, but you can't eat it. (laughs) My son today, well, actually my husband came out and said, do you know what our son was carrying around? He grabbed the candle. Thankfully it wasn't on. It was like 7am in the morning, but he grabbed off the table and was walking around trying to like drink from it because it looks like it's in a cup. And I was like, I mean, it's really cute. It's really cute, but (laughs) it's not a drink. dangerous. Yes. (laughs) So that sits in the very center of the dining table now. He's just into everything uh but yes you absolutely are doing i mean your rising signs what you're here to do so you're definitely bringing beauty and harmony and balance it's a sense of peace as well with those the products that you have it brings this beautiful sense of peace to the space that we live in ah beautiful then your sun sign and your moon sign they're both in leo So it's like this double Leo energy. And (laughs) that means that the sun is also the ruler of your moon, right? So you've got this like Mm -hmm. double sun energy, uh, which gives you a brightness and an optimism that charms and attracts everyone around you. And I can absolutely say that is the case. You're the the queen of standing up as a shining example of authenticity. And you'll also be very creative, playful, glamorous, potentially with a penchant for drama, uh, but in a good way. Uh, Well, maybe a little bit. (laughs) yes that is true (laughs) yeah so that that's how you express yourself it's also going to be your moon sign as well I do find people with displacement the only thing is uh you love to be you long to be admired and for people to tell you lovely things about what it is that you do and who it is that you are so if you ever read things like a negative review or get critical feedback that can really hit home that can make you really emotional yes 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 a bit sensitive to the negative side of uh criticism that sort of thing yeah yeah it's like you you, I go yes I want to hear it but when you do you go I've ruined everything 
Like it's not like a just brush it off kind of thing. It's like it's a good two, three days, I think. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> absolutely recommend just ignore it all and just only <laughs> seek out the positive reviews and yes. just ignore everything else. I think that's the best way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how does that all sound to you? How does that sound with your personality? I love hearing that stuff. Like I think when you look at your astrology chart, it just kind of like breaks up your personality into so many different categories and it always fits. I find it's like always so spot on. Um, I don't really know too much about my rising. So that was, it's kind of cool to hear that stuff. And it, it does make sense because I think I like balance to me is so important. Like I even have on my vision board that's behind me, I've written the word balance because I feel like when things are out of balance for me, I really feel it. And then when everything is like really nicely flowing, everything is perfect for me. Like that is such a key thing in my life. So to hear that that's really connected to my rising is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Really yes. Interesting. And I do find people with Libra, especially in their rising, but anything prominent in their chart. And Libra has multifaceted sides to it as well. We often get the very mm-hmm. airy, very positive um, sometimes like, oh, they're a pushover or they're really romantic. Like, yes, they can be, but not mm-hmm. all Libras. Some of them can be very charming. They know exactly what the right thing is to say to win someone over, which makes them really good salesmen. So there's a mm. few different things there. They can be a little manipulative, manipulative as well, being that air sign. But again, not all Libras. So it just depends mm. on the person and how it sort of interacts with other things in the chart. Mm-hmm. But I do find with it as the rising, things like how, something looks is really important so yeah that's why presentation in your candles really important being it's overdressed like is photos. always not a thing whenever I take photos for Instagram they're like it's a process like you are really good you. at those well that's that's the whole thing is I really like look at every single thing like it's not just like snap take a photo I sit there for ages going like no it needs to like look more natural here and I'll obsess over like a petal that looks funny and like it has to look nice so that's why sometimes when people go oh I'm just gonna take a quick photo I'm like you can't do that I can't do that that's me <laughs> I don't have no. time for that like even when when you like when I've got products of yours and I want to share them I'm like look what I got and like I take a photo it's nothing it has nothing on any of yours I'm oh thank don't you don't think photos and I've, I've had people say before photos aren't really my forte but videos are <laughs> Yes, videos. <laughs> you do good videos. You do good videos. <laughs> but they're different as well. They're not like this beautiful, like I don't know if you've ever if you've ever seen The Witch of the Southern Light, Marshall. He mm. does these, he's on TikTok and he's got these mm. beautiful reels and videos and things like that. Yeah. They're just super witchy and he uses all the effects and these voiceovers. And I'm just like, I want to be like that, but I'm not. I'm the kooky person that makes silly faces with voiceovers. I love that though. <laughs> I love that because it's like so relatable as well. Cause you're like almost like mum life witch, like just straight to the point. <laughs> like I'm just going to say what it is. I can't be bothered with anything else. And I yep. love that. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, mum life. I mean, I've, as you know, I've just put my son into daycare and at the moment we're getting about three hours in daycare twice a week because he's just not coping with the transition. Having been a COVID Mm. baby, I'm the only one that's ever looked after him. So he's like, what the hell is this? (laughs) 
Yes. Bit so, knows that there's more people in the world. What? Yeah, exactly. Tell me. So I'm trying to do like my normal services, like my readings and my guidance calls and all of that. Alongside, uh, I'm creating a course. I'm running this podcast. And I do all of this between the hours of like 8.30 p.m. and 11 or 12 at night. And I just cram it all in. So everything that I do is like click into the point. <laughs> I saw this thing once and it was like, um, you know, if you ever need like, what was it, like a spy or someone to, you know, get in and like achieve something big, like get a mum because they know how to achieve about 40 things in a two-hour nap. Like they know to get yes. in get it done and it's so true absolutely that was me this morning <laughs> although yeah. a two-hour nap would be amazing if we got that <laughs> oh, two-hour naps are the best <laughs> so what I wanted to get you on today to talk about um, aside mm-hmm. from just catching up because you're just so lovely um, we are going to chat candle magic because we did a candle magic live on Instagram and mm-hmm. I think it was really good. It was really useful. It had so much amazing yeah. stuff in there, especially you being someone who crafts the candles from scratch. Yeah. So you have like this extra layer to them. So mm-hmm. we're going to try and recreate that somehow. I kind of remember what we did or said it was quite a few months ago. I feel we can do it, but it'll be better yeah. this time. It will. Way better. <laughs> you, you can edit this. We couldn't edit the live. <laughs> right. I know. I know. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do it. This episode, uh, which everyone listening will know, but this comes out on the 16th of February, uh, which is going to be the day before the full moon in Leo. So you're going to be feeling amazing when it comes out. Yeah. And then the closest Sabbat to that that will be upcoming will be Marbon. So Mm -hmm. I thought we might like to talk a little bit about that in terms of candle magic just to get started. So. Marbon is the autumnal equinox here in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's going to be Ostara over in the Northern Hemisphere, which is the spring equinox. So uh, what sort of things, if we're looking at candles that we that you would create for these, mm-hmm. uh, these Sabbaths, what sort of things would you put into them and what would be your intent behind them as well? Well, um, whenever I think of that time, like for me, I say Maybon just because I have an Irish husband. So whenever I hear the sabbat names he's like you're saying it wrong say it this but I say <laughs> i'm maybon. probably saying it wrong let's be honest <laughs> so he um so for maven i always think uh it's harvest time so you know winter is coming autumn is here the cooler months are upon, upon us and you are really like enjoying like i think it's the last no the second harvest festival is that right the first is I think it's the second one, but you're basically enjoying like the things that you've grown throughout the summer. And that's like not necessarily food or vegetables or whatever. It's like um, new goals because for us, we've got new year. So it's like all these new things that we're growing and that would have started to eventuate at that point. So for me, I think abundance and so cinnamon, lots of spicy things like like you think like apple pies. Like I'll always make an apple pie at Mabin because it's got that cinnamon for abundance and good luck and happiness and lust and all that stuff. It's all in there. And then you've got things like apples, which are really good for um, divination. Like apples are connected to so many forms of like divination in like even opening up an apple and seeing your future love in the core and all that stuff and going into autumn 
Um, it's near Sawan as well. So the veil is starting to become thinner um, and divination and though like ancestor work is starting to become a bit more prominent. So, you know, connecting with apples is really good. So for me, if I was going to make, uh, well, when I do make candles, I will always do like cinnamon, apples, um, some kind of spice, um, lots of warming kind of scents as well because it is getting cooler and it's time to spend in your home. So I always think as well, going into autumn, you're going to be spending a lot more time inside. So you really pay more attention in making your home feel like a sacred space, like giving it a good clean, making it really cozy and warm. So, you know, smells and scents that make you feel that kind of coziness. Um, that's what I always go for going into autumn, I think. I love that. I love that. Mm. I always get really jealous when I see all the people in the Northern Hemisphere, mainly Americans, going into their fall or autumn, yeah. and they always talk about pumpkin spice and pumpkin spice lattes, yes. and I'm like, why? Well, yes. that. that sounds amazing. I know, right? Like <laughs> we, they do we need that. Over there. <laughs> well, for us, we don't get a lot of the the changes in the actual environment around us that that they no. do like we have a few trees that will lose their leaves but none of the native ones basically all of the no. eucalyptus or the gum trees that we have they're all evergreen they just keep their leaves and they stay the same color mm. the whole time uh, up in the I hills I feel like they. there's only a little bit of change living up in the hills that's one thing I noticed is that you do see the seasons change a lot more than other places I've lived like we used to live down in the peninsula near the beach mm. so there was like nothing um, it was either hot or cold where here you drive around and you start to see like if it's going into autumn you see these like orange and red leaves start to appear and then all of a sudden you know winter's here and everything is bare and all like all the leaves are on the ground and then spring wildflowers appear out of nowhere so I have noticed in this like beautiful hub up here we do seem to have all the seasons which is so exciting to see because like that's like one thing I really connect with is what happens to nature around us so being able to see like you know in spring dandelions start shooting out and all these random wildflowers appear it just like makes it a bit more magical like you actually see the real magic of a season mm. I love it absolutely see I think I have a bit of a skewed view of the seasons here in Australia at least having mm. lived in Canada for a couple of years up in the the mountains up there in Alberta. I'd love to go to Canada. So amazing. And <sighs> their seasons are literally like, I mean, they have like nine months of snow. So it's like a very yeah. long winter. <laughs> but you get like the full experience of all of these mm. seasons. And I've never had that before. And then we've moved back here. And my husband and I are like, it's just not the same. It just doesn't no. feel the same. And now we've, we're about to move to Queensland. So when this airs, we will be in Queensland where it's going to be tropical yeah. rainforests. So we'll get yeah, even less of that. Yeah, that's a whole different thing, isn't it? <laughs> I would love to, like we, one of our goals is to live over in America, even for just a year to experience the seasons, especially like the witch's calendar mm -hmm. over there, because sometimes it like, it can be a bit weird down here when we've got, you know, um, like Yule is in the middle of the year, but then at the end of the year for like the Northern Hemisphere, they've got Christmas and Yule together and it's snowing and it's all festive and we're like, hmm, I kind of feel like you missed out. 
Yeah, so I agree. Because like- we've, got, we've got Christmas, which brings us like all of the elements of Yule. Like a lot of people are, you know, they've got decorations that look very Yule-like. Yeah. It and- should be cold outside. The yes. songs are telling us that. Exactly. There are no, like there's pretty much no Australian songs that I've ever heard that talk nice. about a hot, a hot yeah. Christmas. Boiling outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The weather outside is frightful. It's Boiling. hot and sweaty and 40 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so cozy and festive. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the foods that we're traditionally eating over Christmas, they're winter foods, they're heavy foods. It just feels. Yeah, they're meant to, like, keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. we will be celebrating the summer solstice with your summer solstice candle. Oh, good. I'm gonna it smells tell you, really good. I'm going to tell it smells like peaches. It's amazing. Oh, I'm going to tell you a so little nice. bit about one of my rituals that I do. So my main yes. ones that I do are the solstices because, yes. I don't know, they just sing to my soul. So the winter solstice mm-hmm. and the summer solstice. Uh, mm-hmm. For the winter solstice, I use a like a Yule candle or any form, any candle is fine, but I love your Yule candle. And so what I do is in the 13 days prior to the winter solstice, I will light the candle for an hour each night at sunset and we all sit around as a family and we will tell a ghost story so we each take turns telling a ghost story I mean my daughter's ones she's four so they're kind of like there was a spooky sound and it was a ghost (laughs) that's the extent (laughs) of the story it's very terrifying but I can see this tradition growing beautifully with the family Mm. And then on the last night which is the actual winter solstice we let the candle just burn out Uh, so as long as that takes and what we do is we all share like a, a mulled wine and we can make a non-alcoholic version for the kids as well. So it's really mm-hmm. family oriented and warm and I inside. Love it's lovely. Mm-hmm. And then for the summer solstice, what I'm planning to do is to do it the opposite. So light the candle for the first time on the summer solstice, mm-hmm. uh, let it burn for quite a few hours that night. And then every night for the next 13 nights, burn it for one or so hours as to almost like, Doing it before winter solstice is almost that see you later to the sun. And then yeah. doing it on the upper, other side, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just it works in my head and I really like yeah. it. So I love having, that. <laughs> I think those little candle traditions. With the kids as well, like they mm-hmm. have that visual kind of thing to look at. Like you know how yep. sometimes you'll explain a Sabbath to a child and they're like, okay. But like if you can have that physical thing that they can be excited about, it's almost like a birthday candle where they're like, yay, that must be a good thing. Yeah, we bring it out every night. And so it's like this big little ritual that we all partake in. We all want to watch it, you know, light up and sit around together. So and it's kind of yeah, saying goodbye to the sun by letting it burn longer after the solstice. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how my brain thinks of it. Do you have any rituals? Yeah, do you have any rituals Um, with candles that you use similar to that? Well, let me think. I'll always have do a wish candle um, for whatever, you know, it could be a solstice or any Sabbath really. I'll always have a wish candle um, because I feel like no matter what one it is, there's always this magic around it that's kind of enhanced. So it's always a good time to do a spell of some sort, even if it's just, um, it could even be an offering, you know, to an ancestor or whatever. But I always will do some kind of um, acknowledgement of something or wish or something with a wish candle um, where I'll always like carve onto it. Like so for, you know, Leith is coming up. So I would do 
and for that us it's coming into the new year as well so I'll probably write like a goal that I have to do for next year the year coming or even just um a word that kind of I wish for next year like no COVID would be a good one (laughs) you know something like that I'll Mm -hmm. always do a wish for the following year so I'll do a um I'll do a wish candle I will have my summer solstice candle on the table so I we always have a big feast no matter what it is we'll always and that's the one thing we do with our kids as well as we get them involved in making the food uh, so for Letha, we do like lavender lemonade, which is so good. I'm I so had excited. that. I had that at my engagement party. We had a lavender themed engagement. <laughs> oh, that's a cool um, yeah. theme. It was in the middle of summer. I was heavenly pregnant and all I wanted was lavender to keep me calm. <laughs> yes, perfect. So it was yes. great. We did the lavender lemonade and I think I did lavender scones. We did uh, Yum. Had, lavender from one of the lavender farms which was just down the road uh, I made all these beautiful little arrangements lavender buttercream on the cake like it was just I went a bit over good <laughs> yes so we'll definitely do that and then I love making cakes or cookies with like dried flowers on it mm-hmm. um really like bring in the flower energy because Letha and the summer solstice is very connected with fairies as well fairies and flowers so we'll probably do all that um but with candles, what else? It really depends on what I'm doing, but those two will usually be the main things because we'll have our big table with all our food and then the candle in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're the main things I do with candle magic. I interrupt your listening pleasure to ask you if you're enjoying this podcast. I ask because this series is a labor of love and if you like what you're hearing, consider signing up as a Patreon supporter to see its continued success. Not only will you receive exclusive access to my private Facebook group, but also monthly live readings and moon ritual worksheets. Head over to patreon.com forward slash suburban witchery to sign up now. And now back to the show. Mm-hmm. so is that sort of your preferred one to use the the wish candles or chime candles which are the small uh, short burn there I think two hours is it two hour burn yeah time? they're like two hours like one or two hours I do love to use them um kind of for they're good because they're quick mm-hmm. um and I like using them because you can kind of customize them a bit you can write on them you can put herbs on them you can you know, they're all the different colors as well. If you want to, you know, if you've got blue for personal power, black for banishing or something, if you want, if you're really connected with colors, some people don't really care. Um, so I like that part of it. Um, so yeah, I guess it would probably be the main one, the bigger candles I like to just burn like, most during the day just because it's like an overall vibe you know ambience Mm -hmm. yeah exactly you're like you burn that abundance candle just because you're like yep I'm bringing that in this week it can burn all the time Mm -hmm. but I like the wish candles because they're just you know they get to the point Mm -hmm. I also really enjoy tea light candles because again Yes, quick, you mentioned that. Yeah. quick burn uh, you can carve into them as well and Love it. Uh, I've been doing something recently where I have either something I want to get rid of or something I want to bring in and I'll use two tea light candles and mm-hmm. so let's just say it's something I want to bring in so I might write you know one of them might be my name and the other one mm-hmm. let's just for an example sake let's say money right I want to bring money yep. to me and I'll place them maybe you know, 30 centimeters apart on my altar 
safely on something that won't burn <laughs> because they get mm-hmm. really hot. They do. So carve into them and I might be using uh, green. If you don't have a green tealer, you can just shave off a little bit of a green crayon into there and let it melt in there and tint it that way, adding in some herbs if I want to add any little herbs or just however I want to do it. Writing in my name and money. Have them about a 30 centimetres apart. Light them up for, let's say, 10 minutes. The next day, I'm going to move them a little bit closer together and do the same thing. The next day, move them a little bit closer, do the same thing. And then the last day, they're touching each other. So I've brought that money towards me and let them burn out. Love so I that. love that. Or the opposite, if you want to get rid of something, you pull them apart, obviously go the opposite way. I like that. And you know what I think Different. is cool about that again? Because it's so visual. And I think mm-hmm. people forget a lot um, you, when you do a spell and especially self-doubt comes in pretty strong and w- like when you, you know, you have that intention, you have that spell and you let it go in the world and then the minute you go, it's not happening, you just like cut that cord and yeah. it can just fly Lock away. Mm-hmm. So when you have that like carving something into a candle or moving them closer or moving them away, you have that like physical thing in front of you that's showing you I am like putting my magic into this candle by writing what I want and you see the word you see the thing that it is that you want and it kind of just like confirms it more in your mind and tells that doubt to just like go away because what you're doing is becoming more and more of a physical thing than just an idea so I love that idea of like moving the candles together or moving them away Mm -hmm. I think especially if you're starting out that's a really cool exercise to do I love using them as visual props so Mm. with a lot of my magic spells like you don't you you don't need anything right to do magic you don't need any props at all but for me I find it really helpful to almost solidify what I'm doing and it helps me with almost layering my intent so it's like okay I have to put thought and energy into finding a herb that corresponds with what I want and then I have Mm -hmm. to put thought and energy into finding maybe a crystal because I'll often depending on the candle magic I'm doing if I'm doing a fixing candle I might grid the candle so I'll do a crystal grid around it so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how that crystal grid works in together with the candle I've dressed the candle you know what oils have I used all mm-hmm. of the things I might draw on the outside of that that candle because I'm having you know different things I'm putting into it or if I want to divine the meaning of what the spell is going to do so yeah. there's so many layers that you're adding on and all of that is just building up the energy which you know builds up your spell and builds up your power exactly it's like if you give someone a birthday present you could just like give them anything go here you go I got your birthday present or you could you know sit and really think like what would make this person really happy and then you would go and you would track it down you would find it and then you'd bring it home and then you could wrap it so it looks really nice and then you would find a card with like a funny picture or something that reminds you of them and you write a note in it and you put it on and you give them this gift and there's like so much love and thought into it and that's going to have this bigger burst than if you go, here you go, just chuck something, you know. Here's like a gift card. Kind of what it means. Yeah, exactly. Here's a gift card. Didn't even write on it. <laughs> Bunnings but gift card, have fun. That thought in, that's the magic, you know, that's mm. that's what you want. I love that example. That's fantastic. It's very mm. good visual as well. Perfect for, you know, as we're filming this, being close to Christmas as well. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone listening is going to be like, stop talking about Christmas. It's not Christmas here. Yeah, I know. Christmas is over. Let it go. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. So 
when it comes to the candle magic that you do for your own spells, your own craft, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be the actual spell candles. It can be ones for ambiance. It can be ones that you're burning potentially as an offering or anything like that, mm-hmm. calling an energy. Uh, do you have any do's or don'ts with working with candles? Do's or don'ts? Let me think. Never leave a candle unattended. Mm-hmm. What's There's your what's your thought on if you have like a fixing candle that burns for like seven days? What mm. do you do? Does it ruin the magic to put it out? I don't think it does. I mean, I don't. I I don't see how people could think they could sit there for seven days staring at a candle. It's just not (laughs) possible. And I don't think, I don't believe that there's a rule book that says if you blow that candle out, you know, this is over. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you're going to do something like that, there's still power in relighting a candle and sitting in that area and refocusing and adding fuel to it. I don't think that you know, if you have to leave, it's the end of the world. I think you're, you worrying about that and you going, I've ruined everything, has got more power in ruining your spell than if you blow out a candle, you know? Yeah, I agree. Sometimes do you, you just got to go. Do you prefer to blow them out or snuff them out or poke them out I, with fingers? I just blow them out. I know there's like all these, these things and some people are like, oh, you can't do that. But honestly, I don't <laughs> overthink it. I really don't. I think think one of the very first TikTok reels I ever did, I blew out uh, a flame on an incense stick and I got so many comments like, oh, no, you have offended the element of fire. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the fire will be fine. (laughs) I think it will be fine. I'm not that special that it's going to be like, you do that to me. (laughs) I'm not coming when you call a circle. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) No, I don't think it really cares. Exactly. I, I like to snuff them. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think I just prefer it. And sometimes it's easier depending on the candle type as well. Yep. Uh, especially the really long deep ones. Uh, yeah. what, about, what about figure candles? Do you ever use those or do you create those yourself? No, but I will be. Mm. I will be. It's coming. It's coming. Actually, it is. It's to do with something that you know I work with. I'll give that as a little clue. Can I say um, or not say? <laughs> So it is to do, because I work with Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. So it's to do with her. Um, but I haven't really used them as much, um, but I think they're kind of cool. I mm-hmm. think because there's like, again, that visual, like there's some pretty cool ones out there. Like you can get like, there's like the naked women. And yeah. um, I saw one that was, you could get like a green man one and mm-hmm. there's really cool ones. So yeah, if you're especially if you're a visual person and you and you like seeing that kind of stuff, it's going to spark something in you mm-hmm. by looking at it. So yeah, go for it. I've been it. I've been given a couple of the little the almost like a bust, but I guess it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. hips and boobs, <laughs> little and bust boobs. women and butt. <laughs> yeah, and and they're super cute. But I'm also like, I want to save them for something, but I don't no. I don't know. Do I do them on a Friday and do it for like a self love spell because they're really feminine and womanly? Uh, I, I'm sure there's something else there that I'm holding on to them for. I just and then it will happen. It. Mm-hmm. You'll come across something and go, "Now's the time." Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I do want to get my hands on. I have seen a few that are, let's just say, more normal bodied, more yeah, realistic bodied. Uh, mm. I would like to get my hands on something like that that actually mm-hmm. represents like 
my postpartum body, for example, like that would be yeah. great in a candle, you know, rather than yeah. these, like, these gorgeous, sexy, voluptuous little candle women, but mm-hmm. I look like that. <laughs> <laughs> no one looks like the candle woman. No. <laughs> She's an unrealistic expectation of woman. She doesn't even have a head. No. I guess that's what most guys like. We don't need to hear them talk. Just boobs and ass. Oh, who designed these candles? It was a man. I think it was a man. Uh, now, you use a lot of crystals in your candles as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, oh, question about that. Are you supposed to pluck yeah. them out before you burn it or after? You don't have to. I, um, I, the reason why I like using them, I mean, obviously they look really nice, but in all my candles, I'll have, I have herbs and I have crystals because I just think it's like extra magic together. And being able to infuse your, I mean, when you use like a wish candle, um, you know, that has got magic in it. You know, you put your wish into that. But then imagine if you could get herbs that have all these different properties, not just the one, like you might have some that, you know, if it's for love, it also has like peace of mind. It has confidence. It has this and that. And that's like extra power put in. And then you get a crystal and that sits in there and that adds extra magic as well. So it's like you've got a spell put in a physical object and everything you need is there all you have to do is light it so I love having all those different elements that are there as like a support team for Mm -hmm. you so all you have to do is light a match or light a lighter or something that's your job and the rest is there to be like yay go you we're gonna do it for you um I love using them all together like a little crew a little witchy crew (laughs) (laughs) Do you do you use particular when you are dressing a candle, uh, like for mm-hmm. for example, a wish candle? Do you use a particular oil of choice? Um, it really depends on what it's for. So um, sometimes, if I want to call in a like a guide or a goddess or something, I'll either create an oil for them, um, or if I'm doing like an you know an abundance spell, I might use like cinnamon oil or or mint or something. So it really depends on um, on what I'm doing. I think that just Kate, I've never thought to put essential oils in my oil that I'm dressing a candle with. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I've always so sometimes I'll craft my own ritual oils, which is yes. usually like a. I guess you call it carrier oil, so base oil, yes. and yes, then yes. I'll add a ton of herbs and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. depending on the purpose, whether it's a success one or a prosperity one or whatever it is, you know, it might have chunks of ginger in there, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll it. let it steep and, and sit there for a while and then I'll use that. But then when we move so frequently, I can't mm-hmm. cut those across the country because they mm-hmm. could leak and go everywhere, go rancid and get gross. And they so, will. Yes. <laughs> especially when we went to Perth they were in the truck for like four months that four months four weeks so I just haven't done them recently so I've just been using olive oil or coconut oil but I could totally put an essential oil into that oil Mm -hmm. mind-blowing and then also the herbs on top wow exactly thank you you saved me time (laughs) (laughs) and do you do you create um those oils to sell as well 
Because I know you sell little, the crystal rollers and things like that, and you, you mm-hmm. spray the sprays, which my daughter loves, the No Monster Spray. That's fantastic. Yay. Yes, I do. So I've got the rollers. Uh, they're all basically potions, but they're just in different bottles. So the mm-hmm. rollers have got crystals in it as well, again, to kind of boost it. Um, and they each have their own intentions. So there's one uh, like the wood elf is it has lots of pine and like um, cypress, lots of tree kind of energy because it's very it's a very grounding potion. So it's designed for when, you know, those days where you're super scattered, you can't concentrate, um, you're just all over the place or you're really nervous or you're just, you know, you're stressing about things you wouldn't normally. This helps you just bring you back down to earth. Um, so I'll like, I always put that on the bottom of my feet to kind of almost connect me back into the earth. It's almost like these roots are growing out of your feet. Um, or there's ones like the realm beyond where I'll put that both on of my these ones. third eye. Oh, so good. <laughs> the realm beyond I put on my third eye and my temples. And that really, it does the opposite. Basically it lifts you up. It connects you to literally a realm beyond and guides and kind of opens that like that door to allow more messages to come in so each of those rollers like there's even ones like the breathe one is for stress the courage one is for courage I gave that one to my little girl when she started prep this year so when she's at school if she felt really stressed she would like bring it out and they're little so you can just chuck them in your bag so she'd bring it out and put it on if she felt scared so they're really good for that um and then I do have I have ritual oils for um certain um goddesses so I've got Aphrodite Bridget and Freya and they're good to do if you want their blessing for like if you were doing a candle spell I would put um like their oil on the candle to say I'm calling you in can you please um bless this spell can you bring your magic to this uh spell and help me um I've got ones for like they're called sea folk so that connects you to ocean energy fey folk is a good like offering to the fairies or if you're doing fairy work lunar is for the moon so there's all different kinds I love like besides candles potions is like such a cool thing to dive into because there's a lot to work with I love it I love it Mm. and so you work with obviously you work with deities yes do you ever uh, burn a candle for them or to them or to communicate with them I do I do so um I work a lot mainly I'll work with Aphrodite and with Hecate um they come to me for all different reasons and all different ways but one way I one I always connect with with a candle is Artemis on a full moon I um for some reason I just felt super drawn to kind of give her the full moon and so I'll always light a white candle for her um as kind of like a hi how you doing um and I not that I even really want anything it's just kind of like a the full moon's here you're here this is for you mm-hmm. um or if I'm doing a spell and just say I want Hecate to come in, I might burn a separate candle. Like if I've got my spell work in front of me, I might burn a separate candle just for her as like a thank you. 
appreciate you, help me and whatever. But sometimes I'll just wake up and I feel really like I can feel someone around me. And so I'll just burn a candle to say, hi, thank you. Um, so it kind of varies. It does mm -hmm. vary, but I think it is nice to do that. I think it kind of, uh, it's like a nice bonding moment to give them something and not just ask. Sometimes people just ask for stuff all the time. And I think sometimes it's nice just to give because you feel like doing it, you know? I agree. And I find fire and <laughs> candles feels really sacred. It feels yeah. like, I don't know, primal. <laughs> it is primal. It's it primal energy. Mm -hmm. And it's very connective. I do find that it's, it, for me, if I'm trying to connect with something and I use fire, it feels really quick. Like it's a quick connector yeah. to whoever it is I'm wanting to communicate with. Do you mm -hmm. have an ancestor altar at all? Do you work with your ancestors? No, I don't. I don't actually. I um, I don't. I remember one time I was doing a psych. No, was it a tarot? I was doing a tarot course, and randomly um, throughout it, my teacher was like, "I just wanted to let you know, there's someone literally behind you," and I'm sitting there like, "Okay, <laughs> I can't see anyone." <laughs> But she was telling me it was an ancestor of mine um, who I've obviously never met, but she's like really uh, connected to me and she was a witch as well and mm -hmm. she wants to like share her magic with me. And so I kind of have this like fascination with finding out who she is and and learning more about her and connecting more with her. Um so sometimes I will try and do that with her, but in terms of other ancestors, I mean, my, my poppy. Um, so my dad's dad, he's always around, he's passed, but he's always around. Like if anyone ever has a reading or anything, he's always the first person back. Like, Hello, how are you going? <laughs> so sometimes I'll kind of check in with him, but no, I probably should do more. And I, I need to learn a little bit more about how to do that. And I think the idea of it is really cool, um, but I personally don't do as much. I don't mm. think it's something you need to learn too much about. Like it's, you mm. can't really go wrong. I think one of the main rules is you don't put a picture of a living person on an ancestor altar because no. that would be like putting someone in the land of the dead, which may, yeah. the, the idea is you're like speeding up their timely demise. Like you yeah, don't want that. That's a bit creepy, hey. Yeah, uh, unless you're kind of, potentially like hey guys can you look after this person and mm. whatever I don't I don't I wouldn't put a photo of someone that was alive on mine uh, right. I do have lots of photos and trinkets and things from my ancestors mm -hmm. and they're not even all ancestors that I've known physically like I haven't yeah. known all of them my mother's mother she died when my mom was nine obviously I never met her but yeah. she's on the altar space she's represented there she's still an important figure my Omar which is my great grandmother on my father's side she yeah. came in recently and I feel terrible for this but I wasn't super close with her when I was yeah. a child she died when I was quite young and I didn't really think to put her on there it just never occurred to me right and yeah. she was a very Christian woman <laughs> So it never occurred to me. <laughs> and one day I was, I was in my meditative space and she came in and I was like, oh, like super surprised. Like, oh, wow. Hi. Uh, are you angry that I'm doing all this stuff? Like it was a little mm -hmm. bit 
sort of tiptoeing around that fact yeah. and she was like no I'm absolutely actually here to help you and we're going to work on tarot readings Ooh. together and so she's now represented up there as well and I've got my husband's grandmother so she's represented because I find when you marry like their ancestors become your ancestors too you yeah we're all family a family exactly so mm-hmm. and I've got distant relatives as well from the early 1900s obviously I've never met but my son is named after one of them so they're represented Mm -hmm. up there and I often have and I've currently got a candle burning I usually have a candle burning when I'm in this space or around the altar yep and that's kind of just it's usually just a plain white candle and it might be in a glass candle or it might be just a pillar however it is and it's just like a hey this is for you guys it lights your way so you can come and spend time with us here if you wish I might make a cup of tea for myself one for the ancestor altar so that's sort of all all you really do and sometimes I might ask like my nana's unwell so like hey can you look after her for me Mm -hmm. and I'll ask them rather than place her on the altar so Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be complex. I don't think witchcraft ever has to be complex. We can we no. can make it really complex if we want to. <laughs> yeah. You could become a ceremonial magician. That is complex as hell. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I guarantee you there are no mums of little kids that are ceremonial magicians. Not. I don't have time for that. <laughs> It'd be impossible. <laughs> I'd probably get to the end of the day and be like, I'm so tired. My magic is me falling into my bed. And then yeah. that's a magical experience. <laughs> I'm not doing a ceremony. <laughs> exactly. Some of those <laughs> ceremonies go for like 30 days or even longer. No. Like, I mean, good on them. No, you let's do, do that. Two go hour wish it. candle, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Tuck it on. I've got a tea light, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have, is there anything else in terms of the way that you use candles that we haven't discussed or any types of candles that we haven't discussed that you wanted to talk about? Oh, let me think. Um, not really. I mean, I think I think the important thing is, and this is what we've already kind of covered, is that people get very obsessive about rules. Like even like when you are dressing a candle, sometimes people are like you have to go from the bottom to the top, or you have to go from the top to the bottom. Yeah, I don't pay and attention to that. <laughs> don't pay attention to that stuff. Like I think you're going to connect to candles and candle magic and fire and in all different ways. Like there might be someone who looks at fire and they're terrified of it. Like it makes them feel so uncomfortable and they're going, but they said I had to do a candle magic spell and, and it just doesn't sit well, you know, like Mm. there's a million different ways to do one thing. So I think the most important thing is to just like really connect in of what feels right to you because you know you and I have said ways to do things but it might not sit well with you but if you do it this way you're more drawn to that so just always listen to your own gut feeling and go with what works and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel right it's not going to be a successful spell you at the outcome isn't going to be strong because there's that self-doubt there's that weird feeling or whatever it is but if you do something and everything just kind of feels right to you and feels natural, then go with it. Like mm. if anyone judges you for it or tells you you're wrong, ignore them. You don't <laughs> need the people. You yeah. don't need them. I think fear as well is such a block. It really, it blocks yeah. our magic. It's it blocks our intuition. Thing. It's mm-hmm. just, it just stops us. It closes us up, which is yep. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's your uh, magic. You can mm. do whatever you want. 
to be honest, some of the best spells that I do <laughs> are really, really fast. Like I might just, yeah. oh, I really need whatever it is I need right now. And I'm like, quick, carve something into a tea light, chuck that on whilst mm-hmm. I'm racing around the house, putting on the washing, come back, check on it. It's fine. Good. It's done. And then just forget about it. And I think that's such a key is you just yeah. kind of leave it up to the universe. I've done what I need to do. I can't do anything else. You know, yeah. do your thing, universe. Fix it out. For like sure. figure it out for me. You figure out the details. <laughs> and also you might be like, you know, something might come up and you're feeling so many emotions. Everything's really heightened. Imagine like that energy and then going, oh, no, wait, I need to stop and I need to go and look up the right herb for this and then mm-hmm. I need to go and I need to put my candle here facing east and then it's like that magic just starts to disappear but if you do mm-hmm. something when you're in that like heightened space like spur of the moment inspiration up, mm-hmm. yeah like I remember we had we had really bad storms here I think it was in June and mm-hmm. everyone on the hills lost power there were trees down everywhere and I was like what the hell is going on we just come out of lockdown it was all falling apart. And I was like, no, this is not going to happen. And I was like, so like angry because Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is bullshit. You can't take us out of lockdown, take away our power. And so I did this road opener and it was like a total, like, you know, on the fly, like, Patty, my husband had gone out to like get takeaway food and the kids are running around in the dark. And I was like, no, this is not happening. And then I did this road opener and then literally within half an hour, our power just burst on. And I was like, wow, I love that. That was kind of cool. <laughs> and that was like without any thought, just pure intention. And like, that's all you need. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. To be honest, I kind of love when we lose the power because then I can get all my candles out and I can be like, oh, <laughs> it's like super witchy vibes. <laughs> really is. I love it. That's why I love Earth Hour every year. It's like that's my time yes. to shine. <laughs> it is. But then the thing is, when you can't have the power for more than an hour, you go, mm, it's not fun anymore. It's not fun. It's no, I love freezing it. cold. I sit there and I, I read like a book by candlelight. My husband's like, you're going to wreck nice your eyes. And I'm like, no, I love this. It just feels so like I'm in a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> I was going to say it is. It's like that. Like someone should be playing the piano in the background and you're exactly. in a beautiful gown. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and would you like to take a turn about the room? <laughs> I would like to do that. Yes. <laughs> I wish. And some witty banter back and forth. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, we actually, so I used to work and live in the Amazon jungle and we didn't have electricity <gasps> at all. So no, you that, was, that was fun. Um, so there's no electricity, wow. there's no hot water, which was fine because most of the time it was really hot. But sometimes mm. it got a little bit cool and I was like, oh, I really don't want to shower now. <laughs> but I have no. to. <laughs> Wow, the Amazon. It was amazing. But what we used to do is obviously use candles. And I'll tell you what, I've never slept as well as I did when we were there sleeping with the sun. Mm-hmm. Like literally yes. it gets dark and you're like, well, the only thing we have is a candle and it's not a lot of candles. It's not a lot of light. So you just go to bed. And then yeah. in the morning you wake up when the sun wakes up and it didn't have where we lived, didn't have windows like they weren't glass it was just chicken wire so you'd wake up with a monkey on the other side just like making noises at you that's amazing (laughs) 
wasn't so great if they peed on you because it would go no, straight no. through the chicken wire onto your bed. And you're like, no, this is not how I wanted to wake up. <laughs> you had some mad spiders there. Yes, there were a lot of spiders and we would do like nighttime walks. So we'd take our little head lanterns and our machetes and we'd go um, tramping, and through machete, the, yep. yeah, <laughs> tramping through the jungle um, looking for certain things or doing whatever we're all doing, um, checking on animals because it was an animal rescue centre where I worked. So sometimes we'd go Love and that. check on animals that might be nocturnal that we had released and just make sure that they were doing okay. And mm-hmm. as you're shining your torchlight, you'd see all these things reflected back at you and you're like what's that and they're like oh that's the eyes of the spiders and you're like I wish you didn't tell me that (laughs) look just these little pinpoints of reflection kind of like when you see a cat's eyes in a flash like that's what it looked like it was not fun and then we I remember we saw a caiman which is like a crocodile in the river where we swim all day, like right near the waterfall. We're like, oh, that's fun. I didn't know that was there, but obviously the light reflected off its eyes as well. So it's quite illuminating to go for a nighttime jungle walk. But we would have, we would have candlelight. So because it was the jungle, we didn't have like it's a rescue center. It's not for profit. So there wasn't a lot of money. So what we would do is any old bottles so glass bottles that we'd used, we would fill with sand. And then at Mm -hmm. the top, we would put like It was like more wire, like chicken wire in the very top of it, molded around the edge of it, and then shove a candlestick in the top. And so the the bottle would become this little carrier that we could carry around the the house. That's so cool. I love that. To go up and down the stairs, whatever we had to do, uh, go to the toilet in the dark. So that was what I used to read my books at with by night, or I'd have my little headlamp sometimes. And mm. I go to sleep with just this beautiful candle. Such a beautiful light, isn't it? You know, it like is. it's like made for eyes. Like it our is. artificial light, it makes you, especially at nighttime, it's so bright and so like it keeps you awake. Where mm-hmm. candlelight just like creates this peace. Like if it you're out, light, mm-hmm. it's so nice. I love that. I love it. <laughs> just to get way too much information. I don't mm-hmm. know if I should share this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. It's my podcast. It. I can say what I like. <laughs> do it, gal. <laughs> so we found, my husband and I is going to kill me, we found that lighting uh, in certain moments was really throwing off the mood. I could, I'm a, I'm very much an atmosphere person. Yeah. So we now, we now have a sex candle. It's literally That's used for sex. that purpose. <laughs> And so it's like just that that one candle that we use only when that's happening and it just throws the most beautiful shadows. It's very sexy and it's also very flattering as well. It's very flattering yeah. light. So uh, yeah. if you are finding it hard to get in the mood, try candlelight. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think, you know what, that is so true because when you do have too much light, that's when you start to go, and like think about what am I looking like? Like what do I, you know, you pay way too much attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But when you do have that soft light, like we have a salt lamp in our room. Salt lamps are like, also great. Mm-hmm. So it's like mood light. It yeah. just makes the mood right. <laughs> so we have that currently in the bedroom where my son is because it's like great for feeding overnight, doesn't wake yes. him up too much. Um, mm-hmm. So it stays there. So, yeah, we had to find an alternative in the spare bedroom. I love the sex candle. Sex <laughs> candle, oh, God. Oh, and it's so funny. It's like it was a candle that was a gift to me and it's in the shape of like this rose. And oh, that's beautiful. 
it's like it's a pretty candle it's this pink rose but I mean roses for some reason ever since having my son every time I pulled a card when I was in labor or like the weeks leading up to it it was always yeah. this one called the ever unfolding rose and it just makes me think of vaginas now like opening up <laughs> like yeah it's so funny that we have this candle that's a rose <laughs> I guess it's kind of appropriate <laughs> kind of I don't know how it worked out like that that was there just the candle sure. that was in that room and I was like let's use this and now That's it's so thing. funny <laughs> I love that That's we are all a lot a lot closer now after this episode we We're really welcome. are we've learned a lot more about each other <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have a sex candle I don't but now I think I should get one <laughs> well I know someone you can get them off yeah <laughs> she's really good great rose. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that. Rose sex candles. You know what? You actually could totally put in, I don't know, put in some cinnamon, some red hot chili flakes, spice yeah. it up, add a little bit yeah. of vanilla in. We've got a That's sex drive candle going. right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good fertility, like, like boosting. Yeah. Get everything it's a going. whole market. It's a whole mm-hmm. new market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'll hit you up when we're ready for number three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> All right. Well, it has been so lovely chatting with you and diving into yes. candles, candle magic, and all of that. If anyone would like to shop your shop, what is the address that they can go to? I'll pop the links in the description box. And how can they find you on Instagram as well? Yes. So website is wickandsage.com. Um, and Instagram is literally the same thing. Wick and Sage. That's where I am. That's Perfect. where you find me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, I'm on there a lot. So you'll, you'll be able to find me. Yeah. And you do lots of lives and lots of stuff in your stories as well, sharing your life and your products and everything like that. So yeah. I do a lot of rant. I try not to rant too much, but then I just start and then it, it disappears and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> I have it, you know, some people are so funny about their own business page. Like, I can't say that. I can't do this. It's like, why not? It's your own business. You really you're not want. Of, yeah. You're not part of a corporation. Like, leave that to the corporate people. I think people. people like that. They like mm-hmm. to see that, like, you're a human and you aren't this, like, perfect person who is, like, yeah, a corporation where it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, squeaky clean, whatever. I think when you kind of, like, take away all that, it's way more relatable and people will listen to you a lot more as well because they're like, I find clients or customers are nicer as well when they can see you're a real human being and they can connect with you. Like I used to work in corporate and I used to be absolutely afraid to answer the phone because I knew people were just going to yell at me and it was like anxiety inducing. It was horrible. I didn't want to check my emails ever. Now I get an email and I'm like, Oh, someone emailed me and it's either someone Mm -hmm. saying like oh my gosh that was amazing I loved that reading that you did or like the other day when my son was sick and I had someone who I'd booked a guidance call with and they emailed me and said hey I saw your story don't even worry we will sort it out another day take all the time you need and I almost cried I was like how beautiful are people that they just they're so nice like this is not this is my expensive ones 100 bucks and she was just like don't worry you take care of you I'll be here whenever oh, you're ready and like, that's so beautiful I'd never get that back in the corporate realm so I think okay. small businesses and being real being yourself on mm-hmm. social media it's part of the joy and part of the beauty of it 
And also you'll attract people who are your like vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. if you, you might see people and they are being themselves and you go, "Mm, they're not for me, but then you find someone who you do connect with, who you do like go, yes, you're seeing the world the same way I see it. And then it's just a way better fit rather than Mm -hmm. just someone who's pretending to be something that they're not. They're kind of, I think that will flow into what they create as well it's not as believable Mm. but when people are just like yeah this is this is who I am yeah then you know it's just a bit more authentic I think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all about Mm. that authentic business I love it (laughs) Mm. all right Amy thank you again for sharing your wisdom and your bright light with all of us and everyone listening and watching along at home Uh, if you haven't already please 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 leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts it really helps us stay in the charts as a still somewhat new podcast it's going to just help me a lot with getting this out there uh, remember you can also watch it over on youtube if you want to see our beautiful faces uh, and uh, as always i hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are in the world today we'll chat to you next time